This is the Visionary Founders Podcast, helping founders to activate their biggest visions, create extraordinary lives and businesses, and to make a difference in the world. I'm Lisa Mitchell, and I'll be sharing everything you need to lay the foundations and growth to create a legacy. In this show, you'll learn the practical and profound changes to make in yourself and your business to have the impact you desire, because you are a visionary founder. Welcome to this episode. And today we're going to be talking about why inner work brings out a success. So this is, again, a subject that I am really passionate about because I've seen it play out so much with all my clients, but also in my own personal life. And I don't think I've said this before on this podcast, but actually I wanted to say that, you know, the journey that I go on with my clients is one that I've experienced myself. And I think that's really important to be an authentic founder. So I also go through this journey of building a business, of going through my own kind of inner work and working through the things that are holding me back and constantly up leveling and getting to a point of saying, oh gosh, okay, that now there's something in the way. So I think this inner journey, this being on this path as a visionary founder, you have to do the inner work because that's kind of what it's all about. And I've said before to people that I think being a visionary founder and even just being an entrepreneur is the biggest personal development journey that you will ever go on because your stuff is going to come up, right? Your business isn't a logical thing. It's an extension of you. It's your passion. It's your but part of your mission in life, right? And as such, your stuff will come up. And I know when I first started my business, I realized that it was so much harder to go out and talk about my business than it was to be a representative of somebody else. I felt like I was literally bearing my soul when I was talking about myself, which, you know, sounds a bit crazy, but you'll probably resonate with this if you're also a visionary founder or an entrepreneur. So I've been working with founders, leaders in businesses, entrepreneurs, big organizations for the past, gosh, must be nearly 15 years. And what makes the difference every time is when I can get into the deeper inner work with them. And, you know, it's interesting because I came from a business background. I worked in marketing for 12, 13 years before I became a coach and before I discovered this whole world of energy and consciousness. And I used to do a mix of kind of business strategy, mentoring stuff, particularly with people who worked in marketing, which is where I came from, with the inner piece. But now I know where my passion lies and I know what makes the difference. So for me, it's always been about the transformation. It's always been about creating that life-changing impact on people. And I know that it's doing the inner work that is where that happens. And I love that moment when someone realizes something, when you get that pause in the conversation where somebody goes, oh my goodness, I get it. That it just fires me up, makes me emotional, makes me so grateful to do the work that I do. So when I've got stuck in my business, sometimes I've kind of thought, I need some help. I need to figure this out. By the way, figuring it out is never a good place to be. It basically means you're disconnected. (laughs) I'll talk about that another time. But I've had people who will try and help me on the strategy and the tactics and marketing funnels and all of that stuff that we get exposed to a lot, particularly if you're around social media. 
And I've watched people run big group programs in that space too. And I can see the people that succeed at those things. And I can see the people who don't. And for me personally, and what I've observed is that if you haven't done the inner work, if you haven't figured out like that sense of alignment and what's stopping you really claiming that business, then you are never going to be successful. And I think it's where a lot of courses fail. Because people get it at an intellectual level. They know what they should do. Shoulds also never work, by the way. But they haven't made that emotional, energetic connection. There's still something holding them back. So it's kind of like heading forward in one sense and having an anchor around your ankles in the other, right? It just doesn't work. And for visionary entrepreneurs, people who have their business as an extension of themselves, you have to be aligned, you have to have your energy in the right place. Otherwise, it will totally block the business. So it's not actually about working on the business per se, because my experience is that most people know what they should be doing and they know the things that will take them forward. It's actually the work on ourselves that makes the difference. So people don't always make this connection. And I have a real bugbear here of the piece I work in and the training, the development, the coaching, all of those things that people call them soft skills. And that drives me crazy. I wish I could change that because there is nothing soft about doing your own inner work on yourself. Quite the opposite. It takes courage. It takes guts. It takes you to really be prepared to go to those places that are uncomfortable in order to look and move forward. And it's also not soft to have meaningful conversations with people and to say what's on the table and not just faff around things. So they're not soft skills, they're courageous, empowering, awesome skills in my book. So maybe I'll have to change that at some point. But the link isn't always obvious or linear to people. So when I've worked with people in organizations, um, quite often they'll say, we'll start delving into things, you know, and I have the ability to get deep and to the source point very quickly. It's part of what I've developed through the years. So in one conversation, we basically got to the thing that, that is holding them back and started to move it, which is great and just so empowering for them. But, you know, quite often people have this moment of nervousness and they'll say to me, but, you know, this isn't work, is it? It's personal. And is this really in scope? And then they also might have a fear about opening up Pandora's box. Gosh, I don't want to go there because what if I can't cope with it? What if it means I've got to leave my job and my husband and my wife and change my entire life? So people have that nervousness about going inside. And also we're just not used in this incredibly busy switched on, hyper-connected life, we're not used to just taking the time and going inside. And I found more and more when I work with groups of people that the real value that gets added is really taking that time to look inside and also to connect with people, to just have human conversations, to say, well, this is me. This is what I'm passionate about. This is why I'm here. This is what I really want to achieve. What about you? So having those conversations that are not about the job and not about getting stuff done, but actually slowing down and making that human connection and being prepared to be with that in all its messiness and all its glory <laughs> can be deeply transformational. So yeah, I, I think it's about really finding those two or three things that are the things for you to work on. So again, my experience through the years is that we as individuals normally have 
two or three things that are the big things for us to work through. And by that, I mean the things that just crop up over and over again. So for me, it's been a lot about trust and letting go. That's been one of my huge things. And it's like uncovering the kind of layers of an onion. So I deal with that at one level and then I evolve myself in my life and then I have to deal with it at a whole other level, right? So, and I used to sort of feel frustrated about that. I used to feel like, oh God, I'm back here doing this blinking trust thing again. Whereas now I feel like actually I'm just working at another level, another level, another level. The other thing for me was about letting go. In letting go was was kind of letting go of this hard work gene. Oh my goodness, that has been a big one for me. That the only way to be successful is to work hard and work all the hours God sends. I have finally cracked that one. You may also have that one. If you're listening, you may be nodding your head. It's a big cultural one and societal one, as well as something indiv- individually. And also for me, there was something about not feeling good enough. And again, I know where that comes from. I know where that comes from in my background. And that goes right back to my childhood. So again, don't be surprised if there's stuff that comes from your childhood, because a lot of the things we get stuck with are things that we took on board when we were probably pre-seven years old. And it can feel weird to go back to that time, think, really, I'm going back there? But we formed those connections. We formed those kind of neural connections in our brains. We got rewarded for certain behaviors. And so when you're doing this inner work, quite often it goes back that far. And I want to make a distinction here because I'm not a therapist. I don't deal with things at that kind of therapeutic level. The way I work is more shifting what's kind of in the DNA. It's got stuck in your body somewhere in a kind of somatic way, I guess, working with the body and also working energetically to clear things. So I'll talk about more about that process in other episodes, but I just want to say, you know, people think, oh, you can't go into childhood unless you're a therapist. I don't believe that's true. I think there's a way of holding it into the present and the future. And if you ignore it, actually you're ignoring the possibility to create change. So I thought I'd give you some examples of situations I've worked with where the inner work has really created that outer success because, you know, sometimes hearing practical examples can land this in. You may already be listening to this and thinking, oh yeah, I know there's some stuff that's just holding me back from being the most brilliant person I can be, the best leader I can be, being there for my business and my organization in the way that I can be. And, you know, there's probably another level of yourself that you haven't even nearly claimed yet, because we're also often looking at ourselves from the perspective of knowing ourselves, right? And looking from that limited perspective. So again, when I talk about connection, I talk about energy and I talk about connecting to a bigger field of potential. I'm talking about connecting to something that's beyond who you are right now. And for me, it's about connecting to that biggest, biggest, biggest energetic consciousness self, I guess, and also clearing out some of the interference and crap that we've taken on through the years. So one example is someone I worked with who had, I knew in two organizations and she'd had like a really bad relationship with her male boss in both. And we talked about it and we talked about where that came from and all of those things. And it was really when we got down to the source of it, and again, I'm about working at the source, not symptom. It was really about the relationship she had with the male dynamic. And that would have been created through her childhood. I won't go into details of that. But what happened, interestingly, was I sort of joked with her and said, look, you can either deal with what sits underneath 
or you can just have terrible male bosses for the rest of your life. Which do you want? So you can guess what she chose. <laughs> this is me, straight talking, Lisa. So we worked on this dynamic, this male dynamic, and basically her kind of claiming her power back around that masculine energy. And interestingly, and this is one of my favorite stories ever, well, I didn't talk to her for a while. And when I talked to her again, not only had that relationship with her boss completely shifted, but she basically met the love of her life and was getting married, which totally was not in her life plan at all. So the other thing I want to say is when you do the deep inner work and you really shift something, you will see the implications and the ramifications across all areas of your life. It's not just going to be work that shifts. It's actually everything across the whole of your life. So that's also awesome to know and incredible to witness um, for me, because I truly do see shifts in people's personal relationships, in their relationships with their kids, in how they live their life in general, in the balance. And I often say I work life first and work second. So the first thing I'll ask anyone who wants to work with me is, okay, tell me what you want. Tell me what you desire. Tell me what you want your life to look like. And then let's work from there. So I had someone else who had grown up with this belief as a CEO of a company and had grown up with this belief that you had to work like a dog to be successful. And that was their words. And again, interestingly, that played out for him whenever he got stressed or, you know, not in control, he would just work harder, work harder, work harder, work harder. That's what you do to be successful, right? And you can guess what happens then. And again, you'll see this dynamic play out for yourself and others that you just end up burnt out and you actually lose your visionary essence because you can't connect to it anymore. You're too tired and burnt out and in the doing. And also what's interesting, as I've said before, is if you've got something going on for you internally, you will also see that played out across your business. So I've worked with a lot of leaders who basically kind of have taken on this persona of a workaholic, work 14, 15 hours a day, and then will say, oh, but I don't expect my people to do that. I tell them that they shouldn't and they should go home on time. And I'm kind of like, "Mm, you know, that's never going to work, right? Because you're setting the energetic, you're setting the tone, you're setting the precedent. So it doesn't matter what you say, it's what you demonstrate and what you create in your life and how you are in this business will set the tone and the energy for how everybody else is. So again, interestingly, once this client of mine shifted this dynamic, they are actually now working maybe, you know, sometimes four or five hours a day, working out, spending time by the pool. They don't live in the UK. Um, (laughs) And having time for their family and all of those things and being more successful. And I'm going to talk about this whole work harder thing in more detail again in future podcasts. But, you know, again, had a massive impact across his entire life, not just work, but actually what plays out across his life in general. The last example I wanted to give you was a sort of team example, which is we worked with a leader a few years ago who, and actually I came across a situation recently too, where a new leader comes into an organization and inherits a team that have been through the mill in the past and, you know, maybe had a controlling leader in the past, or maybe there's some stuff that's gone down that's not very good, right? And this new leader comes in, like all systems blazing and is like, oh, this is brilliant. And I'm going to lead this team differently and I can take you to a different place. And and they're great, but the team doesn't shift. Nothing changes. And then the new leader gets frustrated because they're like, I'm doing everything right. Why are they not shifting? What's going on? But do you know why? 
because those people in that team need to do that inner work in order to move forward. They need to clear and kind of heal, if you like, from that previous situation. And I remember one situation when I worked with a group of people like that a few years ago. And we, again, we've been talking, it was all really nice. And we talked about all these things that were going on and it was a group kind of facilitation thing. And we got to a point and I just stood up in the room and I said, okay, this is all lovely, but no one's told me what's actually going on. Like what is really going on here? What's stopping this team moving forward? And then we left this long silence. It was about five minutes of silence. It was quite painful. <laughs> but eventually somebody spoke up and they swore quite a lot. And they said exactly what happened and how they felt and how if you put your head above the parapet, you basically got it shot off. So, you know, we just had to deal with that emotion and deal with all the messiness of that and allow people to say how they felt and what they needed in the future and to be really open and honest to move all that forward. And that was a few years ago, that piece of work that I'm talking about, but it's always stayed with me because it was a very energetic piece of work. And this needs both your coach or your mentor, whoever you work with, your guide. I don't know what I call myself anymore. Not really a coach. I'm more of a kind of intuitive guide, I think. But for somebody to be able to hold the space for you and for both of you to be able to go to those messy places. Clients often kind of get embarrassed with me if they get emotional or if they cry. God forbid we show tears. But actually, I think it's amazing because, and I always say to them, you know, emotion is just energy in motion. Tears are amazing because they clear stuff. And it's just a way of our body clearing that emotion out. And so it's brilliant. So you can feel that I'm such a fan of doing this inner work. And it's something that I am on a constant journey with. So for me personally, I set myself this way of living in life that I am constantly evolving. I'm constantly up-leveling myself and my business. And actually, that's not quite the way of saying it. I evolve myself and therefore my business evolves. That's a better way of saying it. And so I said before, like you as a founder, your energy is everything. And you can have the strongest vision in the world. You can really feel it. But if you still have stuff sitting underneath that you haven't worked through, that you haven't cleared, it's like having two separate signals going out to the universe. You know, it's like, I want this, but I'm afraid of it. I really want to create this amazing business, but I don't think I'm good enough. And you can't create from there. It's just impossible. And so that's what I've realized, particularly in the last, I would say, three, four years is actually it takes both. It takes having the truly strong vision and it takes clearing the stuff that sits underneath and doing the inner work to clear that. And that's when you'll see yourself and your business really explode and become this amazing vehicle for change in the world. And as I've said before, your business is an extension of you. So if you're growing and evolving and working through your stuff, your people will too. You'll create that culture, that beautiful, open culture and transparency in your culture. And actually, do you know what? If nothing's coming up for you, you're probably not stretching enough. Like If we're growing and evolving, we're moving into places we've never been before. And when you do that, your stuff will come up. If it isn't, you're probably not challenging and stretching yourself enough. So I'm always looking for those things that sit underneath, that determine everything. And that's a very intuitive thing for me, that I can tune into somebody at all levels and the energy around them. And I can really feel 
what the thing is that needs the work. And I call that working at source, not symptom. And what's interesting is that when you work at source, everything just plays itself out. So it's like one of those games when you hit one ball and all the other balls come tumbling down. That's what it's like. So you hit the source, you clear that, and you know, 20 other things just resolve themselves naturally. It's a much faster, more powerful, more energizing way to work. So bringing this back into the practical, as I love to do, I would love you to take some time and to step out of the busyness of life and the day-to-day and look at, okay, so if there was a couple of things or maybe one big thing that's actually holding me back from being that visionary, from really putting myself out in the world, from being visible, from leading in the way that I want to lead, what would that be? I also want to say that as a visionary founder, you're not just doing this for yourself. You're doing it for all your people and everyone around you. So when you shift that energetic in yourself, you shift it for others around you too. And that's really important because I know for many of you who are listening and for the people that I adore to work with, it's not really about personal gain. It's about impact. So the more you work on this stuff for yourself, you're not just doing it for yourself. You're clearing it kind of energetically and collectively, and you're creating a different dynamic, a different kind of field for your business to operate in. And that's so important. So as ever, if you've loved this episode and you really feel like you've got value out of it, and I hope you're listening to it and nodding and going, oh my gosh, yes, oh my gosh, yes. (laughs) And you know somebody else that this would really resonate with, I would love you to invite them to come and listen. Because as I've said before, the more of us who step into living in this conscious, connected way, the more visionaries lead organizations, the greater the impact we will all have in the world. Thank you for listening to the Visionary Founders Podcast with Lisa Mitchell. If you're a visionary founder and you're ready to up-level yourself and your business, connect with me at lisamitchell.co.uk forward slash connect.